0: thing that I always ask myself is, how would my highest self show up in this moment right now?
1: It's going to be a process to make any sort of change to yourself. And you have to be patient. And that's where the consistency and the discipline comes in.
2: We've all heard this before. Most cravings are not hunger. Most cravings are from boredom. I
3: feel like consistency breeds motivation and motivation breeds consistency.
2: Are you tired of feeling stuck and struggling to make progress towards your goals? In this episode, we explore the difference between motivation and consistency, how they both play a role in your progress and the importance of building habits into your daily routine. We'll be discussing practical tips and strategies to help you take action and achieve success in all areas of your life. So if you're ready to level up and make a lasting change, tune in and let's get started.
4: Welcome back, everybody. We need like an action sound here or something. We are so excited to be recording another episode of the Flawless Radio podcast. And today we thought we would dive into the topic of motivation and consistency this is a question that we get all of the time from our clients and we know that a lot of people deal with motivation or lack of motivation and want to find ways to stick to their healthy habits stick to their goals Um, so we're here to chat about it you guys excited
2: ready to get this episode two on the road
4: Right. We have got all of our lifestyle coaches, here, not lifestyle, flawless coaches here again. Um, so there are five of us that will be chatting with you myself, Brittany, Tori, Karen, Janice, and then the big man, Steve. So we are going to dive in. Everyone, I want to know kind of what motivation means to all of us. What is it, you know, when you feel motivated? What does that mean to you? Because I feel like a lot of questions we get are, how do I stay motivated? So what, what is that?
1: I think it's a feeling. It's a feeling that gets you started and is somehow attached to your why.
4: Ooh, why? Okay. So what, what is that, what does that mean when you say why? Like define a why or how about define your why? What got you started? What was your original why?
1: So my why, when I first started in fitness and that was to live a healthier life, be more fit at the time, have more weight loss. So I wanted to feel good for me. That was my why.
4: I think that a why is really important when you are getting started and it does kind of kick off that motivation. I feel like anytime you want to change a habit or a lifestyle or something that you're doing, you have to have that initial reason of why. Why? Uh, But one thing that I can say for myself is my why has changed so many times, so many times. Like sometimes when I feel like I have a lack in motivation, it's because I don't align with what my why is anymore. So if I'm finding that I, you know, am lacking in, hitting my goals. Sometimes it's because maybe those aren't what I think my goals are at that time. And I think it's totally okay to change that.
2: So I'd like to kind of add on to that with the why. Um, I'm, I'm sure every one of us have our own whys. And that's something that I think each one of us has a different why. So Like for myself, like kind of what Brittany pointed out, is your whys will consistently change over the years. Your why isn't going to be the same thing. Like, for instance, you may be when you get into fitness or when you get into some career, you may be a single person at a time. Three years later, you may be married. Three years after that, you may have kids. Your whys are going to change. Okay. Personally, when I got into fitness, I had no ambition to ever compete, (laughs) none. It was from enough gym guys. You know that would see me on the daily basis saying steve you ever thought about competing and i'm like no way i'm not getting in my underwear up on stage it's not going to happen you know and after enough coercing and talking into you know they were like okay i I got talked into doing my first show got hooked loved it my why was because i wanted to be better every time i wanted to see how much i can improve from show show to show to show to show you know and i had something to prove to myself." And that was my why, to see if I could do it every time. And I think a lot of our whys are just to see if we can do it. We're going to fail. You know, when we walk into the gym every day, there's a point of failure. You know, so you're exercising that ability to have failure. Okay. And I think that's a huge thing, a huge piece of where we get our motivation from is failure. You know, you're going to get back up. You're going to do it again. You know, my why shifted a few years ago where I started getting more joy out of being able to coach rather than compete. And I got more excited to see our athletes compete and our athletes, even lifestyle, making the changes where, you know what, they may have been a couple pant pants sizes down or they may have been able to run that 5K that they'd never thought of being able to run before. You know, those simple tasks is being able to play with their kids because they were 200 pounds overweight. Now they're healthy enough to be able to be involved with So I think the whys consistently change, you know, uh, year by year, as you grow, mature, and, and and get past those lines,
4: one thing that I really like that you brought up was the fact of failure and connecting that with motivation. Because I think you can be in one side of a mindset where the failure kills your motivation. Oh, I didn't do it. I don't want to do it anymore. But then you kind of have to flip that switch when we're looking at how do I keep my motivation and be able to say, oh, I failed. Now I want it even more. Or how can I shift to do that? And I think, you know, that's a simple thought change that can make a huge, huge difference.
0: Each time that happened, I learned a different characteristic about myself, a different trait that is willing and able to pull me out of a rut or out of a slump, and to get right back to it. And that only feeds my motivation, just knowing I can be stuck, but I'll get right back like to that's it. That's
3: where consistency comes into play though. I feel like consistency breeds motivation and motivation breeds consistency. Like Whenever you do have those failures, but you keep going, knowing you have that end goal, in mind and you can reach these short-term goals to get to your end goal it's going to keep you consistent and as you reach those short-term goals I feel like that sparks a bit of motivation like oh I lost a pound this week okay I can keep going and that just helps breed the motivation to get you to whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish
4: I think both are very intertwined with each other. And I know that we're going to dive into that even more. But when I explain it or when I think about motivation, motivation is an emotion and it's a feeling and it's going to be there and it's not going to be there. Just like some days you're happy, some days you're sad, you can flip in, you know, the flip of a switch or flick of a switch, whatever it's called. But consistency is the one thing that stays, you know, and that's the habits that you build or your day to day or or what it is that you're doing, obviously, on a regular basis, on a consistent basis. So you have to keep that consistency because the motivation is only that emotion. So just like Karen said, it's like, oh, I was consistent. I saw this result. Now I'm motivated. But if you wouldn't have had the consistency to stick with it, you would have never reached that next level of motivation.
2: I think it goes somewhat further than that, too, because you see a lot of people saying, oh, I'm motivated. But what happens? Okay, what happens if there is no consistency? What happens if there's no motivation? Mm -hmm. You know, some of these guys are just shit out of luck, you know, so, (laughs) you know, so like where do where do we find that gap between that where they're like, oh, you know, I'm not consistent. And that's where it lies into environmental cues. You know, like, what is your, are, is your environment set up to be in a place where you can be consistent, you know, where you've made a commitment and all of a sudden you fallen by the wayside. That's what we have to look at too, especially when we talk to our athletes or our athletes or our clients talk to us and you can got, basically dissect what's going on, you know, like, okay, wait a minute, there's no way they're going to be able to cons- be consistent here because one, they can't even, what, get to sleep on time. They can't even get to work on time. They can't even send their check-ins on time. So, you know, right there, right off the rip, there's no consistency. So how are they going to be motivated because they don't even know what to feel to be consistent? They're not going to even be motivated.
4: I preached this in the last episode as well, but schedule, and I know that we are all huge on schedule, (laughs) But I think that that is how you start to build that consistency, because if you're trying to change something, you know, or if you have a goal or whatever it is, you are motivated to get started. But if you don't know how or just like Steve said, if your environment isn't set up or if you don't know how to structure those things that you need to happen, then the consistency isn't going to be there And you're going to lose the motivation or like Steve said, you can be as motivated as you want to be, but if you can't figure it out on how to do it, it's not going to happen. You're not going to get there. So it's like, for me, you know, uh, my goals are my nutrition and my workouts and my meditations. And I could go on a list of my, you know, things that need to be consistent in my life to help me get to my goals. But I know when those things are happening every single day. I schedule it with myself. And I think we're all that way. We know what our motivation is. We know what our goals are. And then we lay out that roadmap. So the days that we don't have the motivation, we know what still has to get done. So when that motivation comes back, we'll be kicking ass even more. But at least we have those things set out and we have that roadmap laid out of how are we going to get
1: there and what are we working towards?
2: Having a schedule
1: consistency. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I just think along with that consistency, learning how to stay consistent helps you better manage um, any of the life, the unexpected life events that come up too. So, I mean, let's be honest, life happens. Curveballs are going to be thrown at you. So the more consistent you are, the better able to manage those just kind of unexpected things as well.
2: Yep. Janice, I, I totally agree with you. And a lot, some of what I'm going to say is, is kind of catered towards that, you know, so if you've got those curveballs thrown at you, if you don't have a schedule, or a good routine, you know, and you go, okay, well, you know what, today, I can't get my training in, in the morning, because I got morning meetings to go to, I'm gonna have to schedule it later on in the afternoon, because I have an hour gap, you know, your workout only takes X amount of time during the day. You know, so you know that you've got a tight schedule where you can rework it to still get those things done. We have plenty of people that are super busy on the team and in life, our friends and everything. And I tell you, you know, I preached this on the last one, a machine like mindset, you know, and I feel like the flawless mindset has a lot like that. Sometimes, you know, it's not about motivation. It's not about consistency. It's about getting it done. No matter what you made a commitment. You know, I think a lot of people are afraid to make that long-term commitment because it hurts. There's pain associated with it. Oh, I don't feel like doing it today. Oh, I can't. Oh, my baby finger hurts today. You know, it's just not going to happen. You know, like get shit together. Put your big girl, put your big boy pants on, get it done. You know,
0: that goes off of the saying, it's like a pain of discipline or the pain of regret.
4: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That was good. We need to like make that the headliner here. Head the, That's the name of the episode right there. Pain of, pain pain of, discipline, of, discipline, or pain of discipline or pain of regret. But it's true, you know, and, but it's true, you know, and I think when it, when it comes to discipline and motivation and getting it done, and it kind of goes back to what Steve said of you are going to fail. You are, you are going to fall off. Life is going to happen and being able to talk to yourself and say, okay, it happened. We're moving on and not let those little things derail you. And I can do a very, very, very simplistic example of this. And I know we've seen it time and time again. I used to do this as well. You have a meal plan that you're following, whatever it may be, and you mess up on a meal. You go off, you eat the candy bar, you, whatever, whatever it is, candy bars aren't always bad. Don't, I don't want you guys to get the wrong impression here, but let's say you go off and then your mind automatically goes to the mindset of, I messed up the day's ruined. I might as well go X, Y, Z, have the pizza, have this, have that. I'm just not even going to follow it. I'm just whatever. So a lot of it is that internal work of being able to say, okay, I did mess up, but I'm still going to eat my meal three. I'm still going to eat my meal 4 I'm going to finish up the day strong. I'm still going to get my workout in. And you don't let that little derailment completely take you off the track. And even when I have people come to me and they say my entire Saturday was just crazy. My kid threw up all over everybody, had to pick him up from daycare, had to, you know, whatever it may be. But it's important that you don't let that one day turn into two days turn into three days, turn into four days. And I don't necessarily have a way or a resolution except for telling you, you got to change the way you think. And it doesn't happen overnight, but nobody can make those decisions. Nobody can give you tips. Nobody can give you tricks. You simply have to do it for yourself and you have to change the way that your brain thinks.
1: You know what I always tell my clients is 1% better every day. You don't have to expect 100% every day, especially when you're trying to change habits, routines, things like that. Just work on being 1% every day. If you do fall off the rail, you know what? Just as Britt said, look
3: at it, learn from it, move on. Like Something that helped me whenever I was building my personal healthy habits and then something that I also preach to my clients now is whenever they're faced with like, using the example Brittany used about going off of your meal plan. if, they're, if Say you're with your family and they're all eating something that you you can't have because it's not on your meal plan. I tell my clients, ask yourself, is what you're about to do help going to help you for your long-term goal or is it going to hurt you? And if it's going to hurt you, then it's simple. Don't touch it. If it's going to help you, then go for it. And that's something that I feel like has helped me uh, personally, especially like in a prep, staying on prep to get to a show. Um, and then also now, since I'm not in prep, just getting to the gym every day, getting to sleep on time, I ask myself, is it going to help me or is it going to hurt me? And it just kind of makes that decision very simple.
4: Janice and I literally had this conversation earlier. Were you about to bring it up? Yes. We, and Janice can tell you a little more about the story because it was more personal to her. But we were talking about being able to ask that question and being able to stop your impulses sometimes and sometimes the extra five seconds of thought, two seconds of thought. I mean, it's a blink, but being able to say, is it going to help me? Is it going to hurt me? And a lot of times being able to have that internal conversation with yourself, you can come up with a solution pretty easily. So Janice, you
1: can tell everybody what your story was because it's a good one. So I am probably about seven weeks into prep at this point. And I am very proud to admit I've been a hundred percent on yeah. prep. And I have been I've been just like whatever, just going full force into it. But I have this little keto cup, it's just a little almond butter cup in my freezer, and it's split into fours. And I thought about that yesterday and I saw it yesterday. And for the first time in those seven weeks, I was like, oh, that sounds good. I'm a little bit hungry. You know, I really want that. I opened up the freezer. I looked at it and I legit, I took a couple seconds there and I was like, but do I really want to kill my streak? Do I really want that? (laughs) And being that it was divided already, I was like, well, I know if I eat one piece, I'm going to want the other. And then I'm going to feel like crap about myself. I, I mean, that's just full transparency right there because I have been hundred percent and I want to stick to that. So just taking those couple of seconds to really think about, do I really want this? And then I close that freezer door. I was like, nope. <laughs> I call that playing the floor
0: is lava. When I have clients, I have a lot of moms that like to snack in their kitchen at night. And I tell them, I'm like, play floor is lava. Hurry up, go sit on the couch. Set your timer on your phone for 10 minutes and breathe through the urge to snack. If at the t- end of 10 minutes, if you find yourself that you are hungry, okay, go for a healthier option. But after that 10 minutes is up, typically that urge to snack dissipates, and then they can proceed to the floor again. Oh I had, Yay.
2: I had that urge to snack, so I just snack more.
0: Oh,
4: we can't have snacks in our house because Steve is a snacker. One bite turns into like the entire bag here. So we don't even, but you know, great, great tip. Like if you know that you have motivation to get started, that you have set these goals, that you're creating this game plan for yourself. And you know, right now that if you see the almond cup in the freezer, the snack bag, whatever it is that you're going to eat it, get it out. I'm not here to ever restrict somebody from foods. I'm not saying you can't eat it X, Y, Z. But at the same time, ask that question, is this getting me closer to my goals? I don't think there's any, any problem with saying you don't want something because it's not getting you closer to your goals. I feel like there's a lot of... um, oh, what is it called the diet culture out right now saying, don't restrict yourself, you should be able to eat everything. And and I understand that to an extent, but at the same time, if I'm choosing not to eat something, That's okay because I have a reason for it because I have a goal that I'm setting and I don't think anyone should ever shame somebody for that because I've gotten questions about it. You know, shame somebody for that, for choosing to go a different direction. I think that that's something that is so fine that needs to be brought out a little bit more in this whole like trendy restriction thing that's out right now.
2: I, I think there's a couple things that set boundaries for motivation. And I think that you said that too, but first off, it's like, how do you speak to yourself? Or do you speak to yourself in a positive way or a negative way? Because there in that, if you start your day already thinking negative, you're probably not going to want to be consistent and you're probably not going to want to be motivated. You're not going to have the motivation you need. So setting those boundaries and understanding, okay, first off, am I even setting myself up to be able to be and make that commitment? So oftentimes that, when we read check-ins or we talk to our friends or whatever, something negative happens, you know, and they're not able to flip the switch, right? They drag on it. They, they kind of sulk over it. You know, they, they're just dreading something. How many times have you guys know that you're going to have to run into somebody a week from now? And that's what you think about the entire week going, Oh my God, I have to see this guy five days from now, or this girl from here, you know, I can't, Oh my God, you know, like you're already setting yourself up for failure, right? So I think a lot of that is is being able to manage those things and say, okay, I'm not going to let that get the best of me. Same with food, right? I'm not going to let food get the best of me. Okay. What we've all heard this before. Most cravings are not hunger. Most cravings are from boredom. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like find yourself something to do. I was
4: going to say habit.
2: Yeah. Habits. (laughs) (laughs) Boredom Boredom. habit.
4: A lot of. (laughs)
2: A lot of habits, poor habits for sure. Poor habits for sure.
4: Are you looking to take your fitness and nutrition to the next level? Look no further than Team Flawless Physique. Our online coaching company specializes in both lifestyle and contest prep coaching, helping you achieve your health and fitness goals no matter where you are on your journey. Our expert coaches will work with you to create a personalized plan tailored to your unique needs and preferences. Plus, with our supportive community and regular check-ins, you'll have all the guidance and accountability you need to succeed. Don't settle for anything less than flawless. Join Team Flawless Physique today. You can find more info about our team by visiting www.teamflawlessphysique.com or checking out our social media at Flawless Physique. Uh, talking about poor habits and boredom, both of these go hand in hand. I have a client that has been one of my clients now for a little over three years. We've gone through a lot together, which is amazing because I've seen her life just evolve and change and her goals change. But speaking of habits, when she first started with me, she was a night eater, uh, kind of like Tori was saying, You know, snacky. She would wake up in the middle of the night and go eat. And it took her a long time to be open enough with me and tell me that she was eating spoonfuls of peanut butter in the middle of the night. And I couldn't figure out why she wasn't moving the way that she should be moving. And so whenever we're talking about having the conversation with yourself or talking to yourself or changing your habits or creating the consistency, it's not something that just clicks all of a sudden. And sometimes it takes a process for her. It wasn't that she was necessarily hungry. She was very well-fed, but she had the habit of waking up in the middle of the night. So she would always wake up, create the habit of craving these things in the middle of the night. She would go to the craving, eat the food. So what we did was first, we started by changing the peanut butter to almonds. Takes a little more time to eat and you can't just do spoonfuls at a time. And then we started changing it to vegetables, where if she got up in the middle of the night and she felt like she was hungry, she had sliced up like carrots and celery and she would eat that. Your body will usually tell you pretty quick when you eat vegetables, if you're actually hungry or not. So then she was able to kind of wean herself off of the vegetables and realize that she wasn't hungry. So when she woke up, her body knew, I'm not hungry. I'm just used to getting up right now. And so then she started sleeping through the night because those cravings and those habits had been broken through little baby steps. So I don't want people to think when we say, oh, you have to, you know, have all these habits and, you know, be so consistent that it happens overnight. A lot of us, it takes years to get these things down years of changing. Like Janice said, that 1% every single day, the one thing that works, maybe you try something, it doesn't work. Okay. We're going to go to the next thing. What sticks, what works for you. And it's through that trial and error. That you build that consistency, thus then comes your motivation. That was long. Sorry,
2: <laughs> long-winded there.
4: So why don't we like dive into uh, some some tips? Which sounds so cheesy, but I feel like all of us probably have some like solid like if we're looking for motivation or if we're looking for consistency. This is what we would do. I know we already talked about scheduling things out, but do you guys have any other recommendations? Yeah.
0: Um, One thing that I will tell people and I do myself is I lose motivation all the time, actually more so than not. I'm barely ever motivated unless I watch (laughs) like a good YouTube video, a nice TED talk, not motivated. But um, one thing that I always ask myself is how would my highest self show up in this moment right now. And then I picture her, I envision her and I'm like, oh, she'd go kill this workout and she'd do this and she'd do that. And then I just get on my merry way and show up or try to show up as my highest self every single time.
1: One of the things that I often recommend too is using visual trackers, you know, to be able to see your progress each day, you know, is it to get your gallon of water in a day, you know, checking those off, you know, is it that I'm 100% on my plan or maybe I got four of my five meals in today, just picking those small little almost short-term goals. And whether it be a check mark on a calendar, whether it be like a vision board or something of that nature that you use to see that, um, that can help you be consistent and change those habits, you know, for the better. I think
4: playing off of that, anything when you're just getting started to create a dopamine response, so a reward of some sort to the habit that you're trying to create can be very, very beneficial. For example, with some of our clients, we give them something fun or something that they love after their workout. So that way, they're a little more motivated to go into the gym and get their workout done because they know that that little treat is coming afterwards. And eventually, just like training a dog to sit, you don't always have to feed them the treat when they sit because they learn those habits and they learn what they're supposed to do and then it just becomes part of that consistency that you're trying to build. But I do think initially sometimes having that reward of some sort, maybe you know you're a Starbucks fan and you say okay, if I stick to all my meals I get to get a nice coffee on the weekend or we use date nights a lot, you know, if you are really good during the week, you get your date night on the weekend and it gives you something to look forward to and it helps build that dopamine response. So then when you are doing those habits and they just become ingrained in you, you're naturally having that response to them, which kind of keeps you more consistent and can motivate you as well.
2: Well, I think everybody has a different dopamine uh, expenditure and response for sure. So mine's completely different, completely different. I like to put stress and I like to put tasks in play and that keeps me extremely motivated. I do not like being bored. I am very, very task oriented. So even when there's nothing to do, there's always something to do, period, right? So I love it. Okay, so I, I I get motivated by having things to do. So if I have an agenda, I stick to it. You know, whether like Janice, she said uh, those small things. I think for me, I, I build on kind of both of those. I have an end goal, but I have a lot of little small ones. Like I know I've got to get this done today. I got to get that done. This has to be done before noon. This has to be done before three. You know, and I've got these little mini tasks built in because I've been so. Regimented for years, I know where they kind of fall. But even when I travel, you know, same concept. I know exactly what I'm going to do about you know every hour of the trip. I am just systematic. But everybody's not like that, you know. And I think everybody has to find their triggers. Everybody has to find what works for them and to keep them motivated. Because sooner or later, there's going to be days, and I'm going to say it. I there's some days I am not motivated, but I have enough disciplined of my craft and staying on that regimen, that it doesn't phase me. It's like, man, I really don't feel like doing this today, but I'm getting yeah, it done. I
3: kind of feel period. like I'm the exact same way as that, where I need to have things to do throughout the day, like a busy day, I guess, planned in order for me to get things done. If I don't have something scheduled for the day, then I end up being a couch potato and getting to the gym and eating my meals feels impossible. So I keep myself very busy and just on a tight schedule. I don't give myself much free time.
2: And, you know, free time will kill you. You know, I think a lot of people put so much effort on, oh, we're going to have fun and this, that, and the other, and like they accomplish nothing, you know, all of a sudden, you know, like they're in their 50s, You know, and they go, oh man, I should have, you know, what what is the thing about, there's a quote about motivation. I can't remember it. Don't even quote me on it. You get, you girls probably know, (laughs) Um, but it was like, you only regret the things that you didn't do when you were fit, something like that. It it goes in line with that. So don't quote me on it, but yeah, uh, Karen, I, I get what you're saying. And I think sometimes you do have to have those simple things in play every single day, no matter if it's just getting up, making the bed, tying your shoes, having a good morning routine to set your schedule off, right? Something like that.
4: Even talking about keeping a busy schedule, because I know Karen's schedule and her schedule is insane. I will say I have some clients that tell me they're super busy though. And I'm like, send me your day when you wake up to when you go to sleep. And Karen can send me every single hour and what she's doing at every single hour. Some of my clients send it, And they're like, I don't have enough time to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay, girl, watch me work here. I will lay out your entire day. And they'll take a step back. And all of a sudden, they have 10, 8 hours in the day that they're doing nothing. So sometimes when you're getting started and if you do feel like you don't have the time to do it or you don't know how to do it or whatever it may be, Take a step back and literally write out every single hour of your day. I think that we all probably do that here. I think we all kind of know how our day lays out. And like Steve said, his is about the exact same every single day. I asked him the other day if we went on vacation, what the day would look like. And he had it scheduled out to the hour. And the man has never been on a vacation before like, and he already knows what the day would look like, what he was going to do. But that's because we know that that needs to happen for us to be consistent and for us to stay motivated and get things done. So if you are just getting started and you're trying to figure out what that roadmap looks for you, take 24 hours in your day and write down what has to be done, what you want to get done, and then start scheduling it out hour by hour by hour. And I promise you, you have a lot more time When you get off of TikTok, you get off of Instagram, get off of Facebook, which ones am I missing? Because there are so many platforms now. But being able to take that step back and really schedule it out and see the free time that you have, that in itself can get you started and really kind of jump you into getting the consistency down and getting the habits down. And then you schedule it, schedule it all out.
1: And once you have that routine too, like when you do go out of town, like same thing for me, when I do go out of town... I still stick to that routine as close to that routine as I can. So that helps me stay consistent.
2: Even when you wake up at two o'clock in the morning and go to gym, go to the gym, Janice. that oh,
1: God help me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah how do you do that? It still happens.
4: <laughs> it's so crazy. I know that we did want to talk a little bit about um, the environment and talk about like stress and how sometimes that can be such a motivation killer. And I think Steve can touch on this a little bit because we had kind of talked about it prior to, but setting your environment up, you know, and, and looking at the stress that you have in your life and how that may be kind of killing, killing the motivation that you have.
2: And I think sometimes it's always easier said than done. (laughs) You know, um, you can always like look into somebody's life. And be like, oh, that's why you're not excelling. Oh, I know that. But sometimes when you're in your own mix of things, it's like you can't really see it as well, right? You just got kind of a hodgepodge of everything going on. So it's really hard for you to diagnose and kind of scale back and go, okay, what's going on here? Am I am I being productive or am I just running all over the place, you know, with my head cut off? You know, and I think a lot of times we see clients like that. And not even clients. Sometimes we can even say like fam- our family members or our friends or People. close friends are kind of like, what are you doing? You know, none of that makes sense. Um, so sometimes I think evaluating stress can be a big trigger of staying motivated. Because if you're so stressed out, you may say, oh, I don't even have time to do it. Brittany, just what you just kind of said, like, you know, the time they're over stressing about the things they have to do and not really focusing down and going, okay. When I get done with this task and setting their environments to where they can be successful, where they can be productive, you know, a lot of things, I feel like a lot of decisions are made so fast, they don't know how to get out of the situations that they're in, you know? And I think that's really, really hard when it comes to planning and appropriation almost when you're going, okay, (laughs) why can I not get anything done? Because you're stressed out. You're not even thinking clearly. Your thoughts aren't even making sense at this point to be able to say, okay, you know, can I make a good decision now? What, what are my goals are is this where I need to be for a goal? You know, and I think a lot of times you see that because everybody is seeing everything like you touched on social media. I got to have this, I got to have that. Do you really want that? Or you just think that's nice? You know, do you really want so this? True. That, well, you know, the luxury, this, that, that, this, you know, what everybody else is doing, focus on your own stuff. Focus on what truly makes you happy. And I guarantee you, sometimes a lot of what you're stressing about doesn't even need to be stressed. It's just not that relevant, you know. And I think we just overanalyze some situations where we just need to take it and take a step back and go, okay, I'm not being productive in anything that I'm doing right now because I'm so stressed out. I can't even have the clarity that I need.
4: That extra two to 10 seconds of a thought, I'm telling you guys, it can really change the course of a life if you do it enough or do it, you know, so many times. One thing too, and this is not like a shameless plug towards us by any means, but sometimes if you find that you are feeling so motivated and you just can't get your shit together, hire somebody that can help you do that never be afraid to look for outside help. If you feel motivated and you really want to get started, but you get overwhelmed or you go on and you fall off, you know, sometimes just having the simple accountability of knowing that someone is checking in on you or expecting you to check in on them, or, you know, you have a little bit more of a roadmap laid out for you. Someone can like we keep saying, see on the outside what's going on on the inside and help you sort through that a little bit more and give you that roadmap. It can be so, so valuable and really get you closer to what you're working towards probably a lot faster.
2: You know, Absolutely. It's funny. I you think when you have
1: something. a plan in front of you. <laughs> Oh I'm just saying when you have a plan in front of you it's it does it takes out all of the thinking you have somebody to be accountable to. You have a plan, all you have to do is follow it, check in, and then just go from there., you
2: know, I think everybody's accountability can be different, you know whether it be a coworker, whether it be a friend, close friend, you know um. It's funny that when you talked about accountability, it reminded me of probably one of the hardest preps that I've ever done. This is probably, I'm dating myself here like 10 years ago. And I really had to buckle down because I was behind in the prep. I was really behind and I was coaching myself. So like, I didn't have anybody to, you know, go back and forth with. So my eyes, I didn't want my eyes to fail me. So I was taking photos, you know, it wasn't quite yet at the Polaroid phase, but I was, you know, right. Right right after that Polaroids phase, you know, so, um, still taking photos and and things like that. But I tell you, having somebody accountable, I remember this guy, he was a pastor and every day I knew he was going to be at the gym and every day he was going to come over and just give me some uplifting word. And I needed it. I tell you, I needed that more than anything. And that's what kept me going through. And this man was like, what time are you coming tomorrow? I said, same time, I'll be here, whether I want to be here or not, I'm going to be here. And he knew that, I, you know, the training was the fun part. Then I had to go do the cardio and I must've been on that darn stairmaster for 45 hour, you know, on top of like an hour that I was doing in the morning. So I, I mean, I was, I was, I was digging, I was digging, I was in the trench.
4: You were behind,
2: you know, <laughs> and he would come over and he would just pray for me. He'd walk on the treadmill next to me. And that just kept me and I would just sit down right there. I mean, my face was probably pale white just because I was going to pass out, you know, like next to nothing worth of food. So it was nice to have somebody, you know, when you are in the trenches like that and you're kind of alone to have that accountability. That was so, you know, that made the prep. And I remember that to this day. And that was over 10 years ago.
4: I won't go into too long of a tangent. I feel like we can all probably touch on this, but talking about accountability and Steve, you bringing up the one person that you knew you could kind of count on or would be there to encourage you and lift you up. I feel like we've all gone through the process at this point of surrounding ourselves by the people that do encourage us and lift us up and creating that environment and stepping away or maybe creating distance with the people that do not raise us up, lift us up, whatever it may be. And I think in this process, and while you are creating the consistency and getting that motivation, you do have to go through a phase of saying, is this person serving me or is is this person harming me? And I can say once I started being surrounded by people like our team, it has kept me so much more on track and put me in that environment to really succeed because I've got the people that have got my back. And I know that they're going to support every single thing that I do. Well, before we wrap this up, is there anything else that you guys have your notes on? Because everyone else was prepared for this podcast except for me today um, that you feel you want to touch on, chat on, tip, trick, whatever it may be that you feel like is important to share.
1: I just feel like all in all, when it comes down to motivation, it's very good at getting you started but it's going to be a process to make any sort of change to yourself and you have to be patient and that's where the consistency and the discipline comes in. Um, It's, it's, it's having the, the mindset to stick to it. And eventually you will see the results that you want to get, but you've got it. You've got to have that, that mindset. This just popped in my head.
4: And I'm going to say it super quickly, but Steve and I were having a conversation. And uh, so one of my clients made a bad decision or not not a good decision towards her goals. And I got the question of, you know, I'm just not feeling very motivated right now. And so sometimes I do get really frustrated because I don't know how to respond and I don't always know the right things to say. So I'm looking at Steve like, what am I supposed to tell them? It's their own decision. They have to make that decision for themselves. And Steve is like, well, it's simple. The decision that you make, do you want to be fat or do you not want to be fat? I mean, it's that simple sometimes. And again, it's about having that inner dialogue, but the motivation isn't always going to be there, but whether the motivation is there or not, you still have to make a decision. Everything you do is a choice and a decision. So you're just having to decide what direction of your goal
1: or whatever it is, do you want to go towards? I spoke to a new client today and her goal for wanting to, to lose weight is so she had more energy so that she could play with her little one. I have a couple of clients like that. That was their goal. I want to be able to get out and play with my kids. I want that energy. You know, it's not always just about looking good in a bathing suit or whatever. So it's like, there are going to be days that you are a tired mama, a tired daddy, but you know what? You look at them kids, you're setting an example for them kids, and you want to enjoy life with them kids. And so then that's where you just have to think about. You know, it's all in your mind. Is the decision I'm making, is that going to support my goal in the future with my kids in that, in that instance? Having that why, the why that
4: really matters, the why that really resonates with you, because you're not always going to look the same. If it's only physical, I can guarantee you that consistency will not always be there. It will start to hinder. The motivation will start to hinder. But having a why that's bigger than you, I really do think that that is where you can see some life changes happening. Something that's outside of yourself, not just internal or external. I guess you could say like a look when you can create that why that really is going to change your life. You're going to be way more apt to sticking to whatever it is that you're trying to do. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. This was so fun. We hope you guys enjoyed it. (laughs) As we're getting started with this, of course, we're all, you know, fairly new. If you guys saw the background of me trying to figure out the technology of setting this darn podcast up, you, I deserve, I deserve the biggest date night ever. Wink, wink. Um, But we do want to make sure that we're providing you guys with things that you want to learn about and hear about whatever it may be. So if you are listening to this podcast and there is something that you're like, wow, I'd love to hear them speak on this or share more about it, please never hesitate to reach out. If you're on YouTube, comment, um, subscribe. Of course, I think that's what you're supposed to say at the end of podcast now. Subscribe so you get notifications, but also just so that we can get it out there a little bit more and, and try to help other people that are you know, looking to change their lives. So thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time.
2: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Flawless Radio. We hope you found our discussion on motivation and consistency insightful and helpful in achieving your goals. Remember, consistency is the key to success and building habits into your daily routine is a great way to stay on track. Don't forget to tune in every 15th of each month for new episodes, where we'll be discussing a variety of topics related to health, fitness, and lifestyle. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and share us the episode. Your feedback helps us improve and provide the best content possible. Until next time, keep working towards your goals and living your best life the most way. Right.